0: will have, by 2022, their next Franchise Hall of Fame quarterback. What if I told you that that player was already in the fold? What if I told you that player was Ben Roethlisberger? Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates right where you found this. Ben's 39, and for all the discussion that everyone has, nonstop it seems, about the next quarterback, about ensuring that the Steelers don't ever have to go through another drought like the one between Terry Bradshaw and Ben, there remains at least the plausible possibility that this one will keep playing. And the easy way, the lazy way, I guess, to look at this is to, you know, point to Tom Brady and see that he just won a Super Bowl at two years older than Ben. But to me, it's a little bit more layered than that. To me, it's more about looking at where Ben is as a quarterback where the offense is around him and how the team and the offense might progress under his watch in 2021. With Ben, you have to understand this. It's always been about a comfort level with the offense. When the offense isn't going right, Ben is unhappy And back when Ben used to give those annual updates on, well, you know, this might be it, this might not be it, I'll let you guys know, et cetera, et cetera, it's when things weren't going all that great, when he was frustrated. But when he finds what he feels is a groove with his offense, when he's out there having fun, when he feels like he's getting results and winning games and advancing his legacy and even if that stuff isn't in the forefront of his mind it's, in the, it's at least in the background of every great athlete's mind I don't think it can be ruled out that he would come back for more I also don't think it can be ruled out obviously that he could withstand more but there are some things that have to happen around him for him to feel that. And to me, that starts with, cue the band, the running game. He has to find confidence, not just in Najee Harris and not just in his offensive line, but in the Matt Canada offense's ability, the system's ability to open holes to adjust to different situations on the field, not just running for short yardage, not just running on first down, but running to score, becoming really, really efficient. We forget now because it's been a while, but Ben actually was really good at this sort of thing and comfortable with it. There's an incorrect uh, perception out there, I feel, that Ben has just become, you know, all I want to do is pass, all I want to do is pass, pass, pass. That does not dovetail with his actual history. He was also the quarterback who was handing the ball to Jerome Bettis and to Le'Veon Bell. I neither saw nor heard any complaints from Ben about having to do that. He had Lev at the same time he had AB, and he still kept handing the ball to Lev. He enjoyed it. Do you remember the three consecutive identical plays they ran in, in Cincinnati? Come on, you have to. It was that uh, when, when they give the ball to Lev and he ran three times off to the left side off-left tackle. They were laughing at the Bengals. They are saying, here, here's the same play. We're going to do it again. They might as well have called the numbers out. This is a quarterback who's never, ever, ever been adverse to the run. He has to get comfortable with that. He has to believe in that. And if he does, and he's less worried about his own safety and his own health, he could get back to having fun. And yeah, this is about him and his safety and his well-being. He'd never, ever talk about that. But it's absolutely about that. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG are super- lawyers. That's how they've been designated, capital S, capital L, for over 15 years. That's a real thing. It's reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys in Pennsylvania. Super lawyers. You can learn more about them at lgkg.com. The personal aspect of it is something that Ben's rarely going to bring up, and From what I've heard from the inside, it's not even something he'll bring up in there. But the facts don't lie. The facts don't lie. He hasn't been under center. He also hasn't held on to the football long enough to make any passes downfield. Why did he do that? I mean, come on. You watch the games. You saw the rush that was coming in there. He knew. He knew. Remember the game against... The Bengals, where Carl Lawson was just eating Alejandro Villanueva alive. Do you remember that? That's the one that jumps out at me. Ben's not dumb. He's looking over there and he's seeing that too. Now, what's he going to do? Tell Villanueva, hey, you better toughen up over there because I got to throw this ball 80 yards. Those guys were veterans. He knew those guys and trusted those guys and believed and had every right to believe that they were doing their best. But that made it all the scarier. You know, I mean, he sees Villanueva over there just getting flattened by Lawson. And it's a matter of time until Ben's the one being blindsided, not just flattened, blindsided by Lawson and sent into the next century. So what does he do? He gets rid of the ball. He gets rid of the ball. He leads the NFL in fastest release time at 2.7 seconds. You know, way too much attention is paid to the Steelers' 1-5 nosedive as it compares to just that game in Cincinnati against that team that didn't have their quarterback and how that offense just could not move, meaning Pittsburgh's. That got buried in way too much of a hurry for my liking. Everything about that game was grotesque, but especially the offense. They couldn't even budge. And the reason they couldn't budge is that the line was getting eaten up, and Ben knew it. And Ben's thinking to himself, I am going to find a way to get out of this stadium in one piece. I don't know if this offensive line's going to be an upgrade. I can't know that. I'd like to think that it will. I definitely think it'll have some more youth and energy and athleticism. But there's a lot more to offensive line play than that. I don't know what kind of a left tackle Chooks Akorafor will make. Maybe Chooks also will get eaten alive by Carl Lawson. I can't know about Zach Banner based on part of one NFL game and a really, really good training camp. These are the guys that are going to be the most responsible for him. Ben's got to find confidence in them. Ben's got to find faith in them. If he does, and let's say, if you heard yesterday's show, that all of those what-ifs that I applied to the wide receivers somehow... Become, yes answers sure sure Juju can be a star again sure Deontay's going to stop dropping the ball sure Chase Claypool's going to be open and get the ball downfield to stretch things out if those things come to pass and this offense is good I'm telling you I really don't think we're going to be having a quarterback discussion I really don't Ben's not some fake, manufactured, narrative competitor. He actually is that. He's proven it here in Pittsburgh many times over for a long, 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 long time now. And it can't be ruled out that he'll stay yet another year. It just can't. And if you're the Steelers and you know that, and you know you have this guy already then why would you be making all kinds of external moves or machinations to try to bring in someone else? Just a thought. Just a thought. Oh, and one thing before we go to break. Ben's never ruled out playing into 2022. He's never done that. Just to be clear. When we come back, just one question. time for just one question. That comes today from Chris Fox in Cleveland, who asks, It's not going to be easy to find the next Ben, but don't you think the Steelers are at least taking the best route in preparing to support whoever it is in that position, meaning investing in an offensive line, investing heavily in an all-pro capable running back, and preparing themselves financially to be able to take the best option either through the draft movement or trade or free agency. Chris, if I thought any or all of those things were related to preparing for the next quarterback, I'd have to do an awful lot of connecting, okay? I, I mean, it, this is not all about quarterback, it just isn't. I believe that they got a running back because they really, really needed a running back. I believe that they got younger and fresher on the offensive line because they really needed to do that. I'm not even looking at the the cap situation, which just kind of worked out that way as something where, oh, they need to make sure that they have at least 20 or $30 million sitting around so that they can pay the next quarterback. They might need it as I was saying in the opening segment, to pay Ben. That cap worked out in such a way, just because of the length of existing contracts and the timing uh, of certain other acquisitions, there really wasn't any kind of plan to it. For anybody who doesn't know, the Steelers have, I believe the last figure I've seen on it was $62 million available in cap space next year. That's going to be gone before you know it because they are going to sign TJ Watt at some point. They're going to pay TJ a ton of money. They do have to make sure that they have enough money freed up for Minka Fitzpatrick, although they exercised their fifth-year option on him just a couple weeks ago. But it wasn't done because of quarterback they don't live in the same mindset or fear really if you will that a lot of us do with this stuff and I'm not going to leave myself out of it I do think about the Steelers next quarterback I'm not acting like I'm above that or whatever okay But they're not going to go, oh no, we can't go one millisecond without the next living legend who comes in and plays that position. Because it's out of their control. A lot of it's out of their control. They could do these things, some of these things that we're suggesting and talk about and move up in the draft and and whatever else and still get the wrong guy. And still get the wrong guy. Or, you know, let's not rule out that they could have done this already had the opportunity presented itself. You want an example? I think you know and I know that they loved Justin Fields out of Ohio State. They just did. Mike Tomlin loved him. Didn't exactly make that a secret. What if Fields had fallen? What if, and I don't mean from you know, out of the top 20 and down to 24 where they'd be waiting for him. I'm talking about if he'd fallen just a handful of more picks. What if the Steelers went around their table and said, you know what, we just love this guy, and we're going to go Devin Bush to go get him. Then they bring him in, and it's a totally, 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 totally different thing we're talking about today. Not to mention that they'd still need to get a running back. I don't know that that couldn't have happened. But you can't sit there and force it if you're the Steelers. You have to kind of play the landscape. You know, you have to see what's there and react accordingly. And I really believe that that's all that's happening here as it relates to the quarterback position. They've put themselves in a spot where Ben is back. That wasn't a given, remember? They've put themselves in a spot where if Ben goes down, they have a backup that they trust in Mason Rudolph, who signed not just for this year, but remember, signed for an additional year just last month for 2022. And they have Josh Dobbs, and they have a younger project type in Dwayne Haskins. They feel that's playing the landscape that's right in front of them. They're okay with that. If something else happens, they can adjust. It's a calm, patient approach that has virtually nothing in common with how any of the rest of us are. <laughs> about that? I appreciate the question, Chris. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers all week long, and we'll have another one on Monday.